Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Launch Codes Football. My name is Chris. And I'm Chelsea, back in second place because other Chris decided to not join us tonight. Sad. Sad, but that's okay because we are here and guess what? We have hit the time of year where it's playing off time. Playing are off time. We excited. I mean, like, I'm neutral. I'm like kind of excited, but you know. I have no I have no dog in the game. But Chelsea, you do. You you are interested in this last little week of the regular season here. So how are you feeling about this upcoming playoffs? Feeling pretty good. Um we usually play pretty good against the Texans. Um we're playing at home, which is good. Primetime game, which we never get, also good. Mm-hmm. But also the Colts are notorious for blowing playoff opportunities at the end of the year. So trying to keep my expectations low and if they get exceeded, great. Honestly, I didn't even expect us to have a shot at making the playoffs. So the fact that we're here at all is just awesome. Yeah, and I think the yeah, I think this year is a big W for the Colts. And the fact that no one really expected them to be in this situation um, just makes it even better. Also, I don't know why my camera is so blurry. So give me one second, but I'll keep talking. But, Dude, I, mean, I was wondering that. <laughs> I was like, um, hello. Um, I don't know what's going on here, but hopefully it fixed. There we go. Oh, okay. he's back. <laughs> All right, we're back now. We're good. So let's talk about a few playoff scenarios um, that we find I dare say the playing off time. The play in off time, yes. So for the big bucks here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got it simple. Win against the Panthers at home, and they're in. That's it. They win the division. Um, you will have one tank division. Good job. Um, if the Panthers win by some miracle, then and the Saints win, then the Saints go to the playoffs. So, um, sorry, Saints, your season's over. Um, It's not happening. And better luck next year. Um, Carr was not the worst idea, but it hasn't worked out this year as well as you thought. Um, Everyone thought the Saints would be the top of this division easily, and they were proven big wrong because Baker Mayfield has really had a resurgence this year. Really, like, they're one of the best offenses in the NFL. As much as we talk about how it's tank division, like, they're actually pretty good at offense. So, Excluding last week. Last week was rough. (laughs) True. It may mean nothing, though. It may mean absolutely nothing. So that one, to me, is not really that interesting other than the fact that that is what will need to happen. Okay, but, like, hear me out, though. What if somehow the Panthers just break everyone's hearts, dude? That would kind of be legendary. I mean, I guess it could happen. But why would you think that could happen? (laughs) Oh, I'm not saying I personally believe it will happen. I'm saying if it did happen, it would be mega entertaining. It would be really entertaining. Speaking of the Panthers, even uh more on the line, right? With Tepper getting fined $300,000 for throwing a drink at fans. Gotta love that representation of your great franchise. That just sucks, man. I I don't even think that the Panthers are a bad franchise, but Tepper just makes them look like the worst. 
He's right now probably the most hated owner in sports at the moment. So uh, moving on from that, because we don't want to think about sad. We want to think about potential good and exciting football, right? Like the Panthers winning. Yeah, I mean, it'd be really funny. Oh, also, Dude, I'm sorry. This game is actually this game is in Carolina. I made that mistake. So, oh, so there will be, be like seven fans there. There nice. will be seven fans, and they will, and then like eighty thousand um, Tampa fans. Sick. Um, so, also, I will say, if they don't win the game, it's not over for them. But um, they got a they got a tie at least. So, yeah, if they lose, it's pretty much over. Dude, um, how much of a meme would that be if the Panthers and Bucks tied and if they, they didn't okay. make the playoffs because of that? If the Panthers Dude. and Bucks tie, the scenario is that Seattle has to lose and Green Bay has to lose or tie. So then then they'll make the playoffs, which, which would just be really funny. Like, what if you had two ties? Dude, that would be too funny. What if everyone in the league just ties this week? No one scores. Everyone, everyone. ties. Dude, that'd be the best way. You know how they like protested the season a few years ago back in like 2011? Yeah, or 20. Just do that, but just don't score. Just keep kneeing the ball. That would be chaotic good right there. Everyone gets zero points and whoever wins, wins. Because then you're not just pissing off the the owners and stuff you're pissing off everyone like all everyone. the gambling companies are losing money like everything everything's going downhill Ex- inclusion true make everyone angry so um that one is i mean we pretty much know probably what's going to happen the panthers have absolutely nothing to play for the bucks have everything pride. to play for pride yes pride carolina pride Next, the Jaguars, the Jaguars, got a win to lock up the division. That's pretty much as simple as it gets. I don't feel like going into all their crazy scenarios because if they lose, let's just say they're pretty much done. Um, I guess there are ways they can do it, but they, they just need to wrap it up. The best way for them to make the playoffs, they win, they win the division. For Chelsea, that is not what you want, I know, but I'm, yeah. So I will say... This might be a harder game than Jacksonville fans are giving it credit for Mm -hmm. because, number one, Trevor Lawrence is hurt. Yep, I agree. Number two, Christian Kirk might not be back to play in this game. He's been on the IR with a core muscle injury, and I think he's supposed to be able to come off, but there's always a chance he might not. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Titans are not good, but this could potentially be the last game all time of Tannehill and Derrick Henry playing together. Like, if you think that those two, especially Derrick Henry, are just going to lay down in the last game, they, they, as someone who follows this division very closely, they've never been this way. Now, do I mm-hmm. expect the Titans to win? No. I mean, Jacksonville is a better team, even with Trevor Lawrence hurt. So I don't necessarily think that the Titans will win, but these division games are always hard they're never easy even if the team is bad i mean look at the colts we haven't been able to beat jacksonville for how long even when they were awful and i mean maybe that's just an us thing we're fun like that but still i mean derrick henry is honestly probably nearing the end of his career in the next three years he might not even be on the titans next year so i'm going to be very interested to see how this game goes because i think it might be harder than they're giving them credit for but I, just, I don't think the Titans will win. 
but I think oh. it might be more difficult than people think it will be. Like outsiders yeah. looking in are probably thinking, oh, it's the Titans. They're they're terrible. They won't win this game. But like if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, I mean, <laughs> it's not impossible. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, if you look at um, the Titans playing, they've played teams tough. Like it's not just a shoe in for them to make for them to win. They have to yeah. go out there. They have to try hard. And you know, I agree with you. The Titans aren't just going to lay down against a division rival. And I mean, they're not the worst team ever. And honestly, they're just trying to grow like this year over like with their quarterback, with everything. They they just want to see improvement from their team. So honestly, and a lot of here's the thing what a lot of people don't realize is there will be guys that will get playing time that are playing for a job. And those guys will do, this is some, this for some, this week for some people is their Super Bowl. You know, like, I mean, if you're Tajay Spears, right. And Derek Henry might not be with the Titans next year. This is your week to like go off against mm -hmm. a pretty decent team. Like if you go off against Jacksonville, like maybe they don't draft a new running back one. You know, I mean, you never know teams like this teams aren't just going to lay down because they're out of the playoffs. Yep. Like if they if they have the chance to break a division rivals heart, they're going to do it. That's just football. Yeah, I agree with that. So this will be interesting. This whole division has been so entertaining this year, like which no one expected, by the way. Everyone thought the whole division was going to be garbage. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny? I've heard some people call it the actual tank division, but I'm like, I don't think it's the tank division. I actually think there's really talented teams all through it, you know? Or I think at least, it was supposed yeah. to be that way, and then Shane Steichen ended up being a much better coach than people anticipated, and somehow the Colts are in the playoff race. Honestly, mm -hmm. I don't even know how. But somehow... We're here. We already knew Jacksonville was going to be good. Everyone in the division knew that they were probably going to take the division before the year started. And then the Texans came out of left field. No one saw that coming, even with Stroud. So yeah, it's definitely no been entertaining. Yeah. And then, so also, we have the Texans and Colts in prime time here. Um, speaking of this division. So... I mean, this is big for both teams. Both teams have a lot to prove. This is going to be a big-time matchup. Lots of people going to be there. It's going to be fun. Um, how are you feeling, Chelsea? Do you feel confident, or do you feel like, okay, you know, we can play decently well? I mean, I know there was, like, that bad game you guys had against the Falcons, which is, like, I don't, like that, that, that one hurts to lose. But you still have a chance at this. So, I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, first of all, can we just acknowledge the fact that I believe that this is the Colts' first primetime game all season? No way. I feel like for, they've definitely First or been second off. game, before the season started and they released the schedule, the only primetime game we had was Germany against the Patriots. That This is literally our second or third primetime game. We never get primetime games. Ever since Luck and Manning left, no one cares about us. And the fact that it's in Indy is like really good for the city because mm -hmm. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are going to be there. They're going to bring all the national camera crews. Like it's mm -hmm. going to be a sellout. So, yeah. I mean, if I could go to that game, I would go. That would be mega entertaining. Um, I've been following the injury report this week, just kind of keeping an eye on some things. Kenny Moore was out last week against Devontae Adams, which 
all Colts fans were very afraid because that meant that Juju Brents was going to be on Adams for most of the game, which he was. Adams still had a touchdown and like 120, 130 yards. But against Juju Brents, the fill-in for Kenny Moore, he had like four catches for 38 yards. That And that's pretty impressive. Juju Brents is a rookie against arguably a top 10 receiver in the league. Like that's mega impressive for him. Now, everyone else, you know, is up for debate. But specifically uh-huh. for him, that has to be a huge confident boost, right, going into the last week of the season. Um, Kenny Moore seems to be looking good to play, which is good. Yeah. Um, put him on Nico Collins. Feel pretty good about that. Nico Collins is arguably a top five receiver right now, so you want your best corner on him, you know, unarguably. Um, outside of that, it looks like the only guy that's questionable – right now is Ryan Kelly. Um, but Smith looks to be looking good. Zach Moss, who's been out after he suffered an ankle injury, appears to be looking good. And a couple of other guys. So if, you know, you really want Kelly to play. He's Kelly's the start. You don't really want a backup playing in, you know, your game for the postseason. Um, but outside of that, it, it doesn't look too bad injury-wise, which is reassuring. Now, looking at the Texans injury report, I don't know if you looked at it today, there's a lot of people on there. Their right. wide receiver two and three are on there. Will Anderson is on there. There are a bunch of people on there. So not necessarily saying they won't play or even that they'll play injured because they might not. But it's kind of alarming if you're a Texans fan that all of those people are on the injury report in the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Um. So on the injury front, I feel pretty good. Um, playing at home is really helpful. We typically play the Texans very well. We beat them in Houston this year already. I think it was week two or week three, really before Stroud started taking off. So you kind of have to maybe asterisk that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he still was like 30 of 42 for like 280 yards. Yeah. I mean, he still played well, but, you know, they were still developing. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. I expect a better version of Stroud to come out in this game than the one that we beat at the beginning of the season. Okay. Um, I mean, he's obviously very good. I mean, he he's arguably a top ten quarterback in the league already as a rookie, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, it, it's gonna be hard to to beat him. I can't say I'm really that afraid of like Devin Singletary. I mean, he's had a good season, like a good resurgent season for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not like super afraid of him. Watch me regret that on Saturday. <laughs> but you know, Tank Dell is out for the year. So that definitely helps us. If we were playing Nico Collins and Tank Dell, I would be a lot more afraid than I am right now. Um, And their defense is actually surprisingly good. Stingley has had a good year. Will Anderson is really good. Um, They have some guys on that defense that aren't really that well-known, but are actually playing really well. Like The Texans are a well-coached team. D'Amico Ryans is legit. That dude is good. I think that it's either going to be him or Steichen or Stefanski that wins Coach of the Year. Like he he's had a really good season because, yeah. you know, no one thought the Texans were going to be competing for winning the South. No one even thought they were going to win five games. And the same goes for the Colts. So, I mean, the fact that, you know, he's even here is pretty impressive. Um, so I feel statistically on paper wise, pretty good about it. But CJ Shroud is really good. And I'm still going in with like a healthy dose of like, I'm afraid. Because like I said, it would be very Colts to blow this at the end of the year. 
that's been our track record the past five years, basically. Um, that would be very us. But I think that Steichen is a different coach. I think that these guys actually really want to play for him. And I think that that matters. Mm-hmm. And I think playing at home is huge. And on primetime, these guys, they never get primetime air. So the fact that they know that the whole nation is watching them is big. So yeah. we'll we'll see. Pittman's healthy. Taylor's healthy. Minshew scares Colts fans, but is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I like him. He He's a good backup. And he is a good fill-in guy. But every week I watch him, I'm just like, gripping the table like because he just makes some throws and i'm like dude you're scaring me we but want a Minshew playoff game that would we be pretty want sick it. that'd be pretty sick so feeling pretty confident we'll we'll see still a, a healthy dose of hesitation just because of our previous track record of blowing games but feeling pretty good and it's an 8 15 game so you know everyone's going to be watching so like Wait, so because I know that game is late, but when did the Jags play? Because if they win, then it kind of so like... I think the Jags play on Sunday. So there's uh... two Saturday night games that got flexed from Monday night because of the college football championship. So we're the eight fifteen on Saturday, but I don't think Jacksonville plays until the day after. However, if the Colts win, we're in. We can either win the division. Or be the sixth or the seventh seed. I don't remember. But as long as we win, we're guaranteed to be okay. in the playoffs somehow. Got it. So yep. regardless of what Jacksonville does or not, we still make it into the playoffs somehow. I don't know how, but we'll make it in statistically. Okay. There you have it. Let us know what you guys think about that. And if there's any cult fans listening or just division fans listening, please let us know. It's going to be an entertaining AFC South weekend. I don't think the mm-hmm. AFC South has had a weekend this big in what, 10 years? It's been a minute. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, been a it's, big it's, minute. It's been a hot second. So, so then also speaking of just drama and entertainment, we have the Packers playing the Bears. So, oh, good. This one, I think, could be incredibly funny. The Bears have the chance to do something hilarious. If the Bears win this game, the Packers are out of the playoffs. If you guys remember last year, this almost exact scenario happened where the Packers, all they had to do was beat a Lions team that at home in Green Bay with literally... The Lions had nothing to play for. All they had to do was beat them, and they would be in the playoffs. And they lost. Detroit did everything in their power merely to spite them. This is exactly what the I Bears can do. I know. This division is so funny. I think this division might hate each other more than like almost any other division. Every oh, one of them hate each other. Yeah. Like, there's no sympathy because the Bears have been bad for the Bears. There's no sympathy for the Lions, even. You could argue, yeah, you could argue there's been no sympathy for them. Packers, no. Vikings, definitely not. Like, I will the- say, though, pretty much everyone in the country is cheering for the Lions except their own division. Like, the Lions are such a fun story. But people in, the, in that division, they do not give two craps that the Lions are good. Yeah. <laughs> They've been like, took you long enough to win one division. Like, yeah, that's what they're thinking. But I mean, I can't really say much. That's how the South feels about the Jaguars. They were bad for what, 
15 years basically exactly. and now they're good and no no fan of another afc south team is like oh yay, jacksonville's good now like we just want them to be bad mm-hmm. so i'll say this i think this would be incredibly funny i have to give it to fields he's been playing better recently in fact he had the we want fields chance um going on in chicago which i think is really nice because man Fields he's gone through it he has had a lot of crap happen this year like not only his everything with his coaches but just like his play there was a lot of expectations going into this year and i think some of it was fair i i picked him to be like one of the best fantasy qbs and i, I, did I guess too. recently he has been but yeah i did too we had really high expectations for him and i think it was fair i'm not gonna sit here and say like we shouldn't have had that because i think especially getting DJ Moore, that was like a move to win now. Um, now that that connection has built a lot. Like you can see, they they connect a lot now, but it took some time. The whole offense mm-hmm. just took time. So I'll say that I think the, the Bears, I don't know if they should go away from fields, but I'm also not going to sit here and say, don't draft a QB. You know, you can draft a QB and just, leave him on the bench that's exactly what green bay did and now they seem to be set again because they just pick the quarterback lottery right every time they need to for like 30 years that's crazy but i mean a lot of people at that time myself included i'll include this one or myself in this that when they picked jordan love in 2018 over a wide receiver they thought it was stupid and I thought yeah. it was stupid. I mean, I still think there's some justification in the fact, um, in the fact, as of this very moment, that they could have won a Super Bowl, but they needed a wide receiver. Like they needed help. They needed a Christian Watson, but they didn't want to draft it for Rodgers. And he still made them look good. He brought them to an NFC championship, only losing by three. But to Tom Brady also, by the way. Um, but Because, of course, right? Yeah. But you know what this means, right? You know, I heard this earlier. It's the Packers curse. Their quarterbacks are only allowed one ring. So Oof. Jordan Love <laughs> will win one ring, and then that's about it, Yikes. right? <laughs> Dude, I mean, if, if the Packers lose this game, I think Tom Grossi on YouTube might have an aneurysm. I Like on national YouTube with like 20,000 viewers might have an aneurysm. You know, that's like what started his YouTube channel is the loss in the in the NFC championship to Seattle. Poor so, dude. So, you know, maybe losing is better content. You know, if you honestly think though, it. it probably is. Like, guys, should we just start posting like horrid reactions to how angry we are when we lose? Like honestly. Evidently. Like if... I wanna see Wiles screaming on TikTok. Guys, you should have seen it when when they when Colts played Minnesota last year. That was <laughs> oh, oh my word. Guys, when I tell you we were winning by what 30 points? I 33. thought oh, I was like, oh, how nice. I'll just take a nap and wake up and celebrate at the end. And let me tell you, I was rudely awakened in the fourth quarter from my lovely nap to someone saying, Hey, let's take the lead and i said who and they said the vikings and i said what are you talking about are you serious right now and then (laughs) they they blew it 
in front of me and in front of my entire friend group and they all got to see me livid and that was just a great great memory that was just one great of the funniest things because chelsea also was just waking up so she's a mix of pissed because she's waking up and pissed because she's watching an all-time choke job like it was probably quite entertaining for the people that were around me honestly it really was but like you almost like i don't know how to describe it you almost just feel so bad that you don't want to laugh at the person if that makes Dude, sense I was like fuming you just kind of see the horridness that's happening on tv and you're like man i just feel for you like i don't i don't want to laugh i feel for you but right it's okay you know it's okay people still laughed at us on the internet so it's <laughs> i know the internet has no remorse but but seriously yes. if the bears can somehow somehow hold this out that would be all-time hilarious do i think that they will no but if they did that would be pretty funny. Yes. And also, like, think of it this way. For the Bears, like, I know Rogers said this is their Super Bowl trying to insult them. And yes, it is. Like, let's be real. It is their Super Bowl at this point. They don't have any other games this year. So um, my, and this is the most meaningful one. And, you know, Bears and Packers fans, like, that whole division hates each other. But, like, the Bears and Packers specifically have, like, blood like a blood hatred for each other um there is absolutely no love between the two <laughs> yeah. seriously that's funny and right uh, 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 <laughs> good thing we can't field opinions <laughs> got him oh wow we're so funny we are only chris we're here true but anyway i i i personally think that they have t the Bears have tight end lockdown. Cole Komet is for real. Now he might not put up stats every game, but he has proven this year that he's legit. So uh -huh. you're good there. You got DJ Moore as your one. That's great. You yep. have your one locked down. Your running backs up for debate. Rest of your receivers are up for debate. Your lines up for debate, and then your defense is all over the place except for like one corner that's really really good. I don't know. I mean, what if they just took? Marvin Harrison they honestly could it's I mean you you give Fields Marvin Harrison Jr. or you give him um the tight end from Georgia I'm Brock Bowers and you run out Brock Bowers and Cole Komet and DJ Moore and you run two tight end sets I don't know I feel like that would be kind of nice Mm -hmm. I I personally think that there is so much elite non-quarterback talent in this draft. If I were the Bears, I would just draft an elite receiver in the first round, and I would stick with Fields, and I would see if it makes a difference. You I would take a I would take an O lineman in like the second round and the third round, and then like take defense and just and just see. I mean, it sounds like they're going to keep their head coach. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the best move or not. But, you know, we'll see. But if you if you give Fields two to three solid guys and at least one strong lineman, I mean, what what's to say that he couldn't not have success? Mm -hmm. He He's looked good this year. People want to hate on Justin Fields so much because of his prior experiences in prior games up to this year. And even for some of his games this year, which is reasonable. He's had some bad games. But the talent is obviously there. 
Like, if people don't see that Fields can obviously be a starter in this league, I think that they're just blind, blinded by hatred of Justin Fields for some reason. Like, the dude is good. A lot of teams would probably trade a second or first round pick for Justin Fields Uh for a guy that fans think has been mediocre. Like, teams don't just do that. Like, they wouldn't just trade. You're not going to, you're not, you're going to sit there and someone's going to sit there and tell me that the Patriots wouldn't trade a high second or a first for Justin Fields. If I, was Bill, if I was Bill Belichick, what the heck? I mean, he's already better than every other option you have. Uh-huh. I mean, you trade for Justin Fields, you take Brock Bowers in the top 10, all of a sudden your offense doesn't look that bad. No, so I, I, I think that, the Bears... That's, that's just, that's just they, me. But They have a lot they can do again this year. They could trade their number one again. They, a team that really wants a QB, they could do it all over again. They could have the same thing happen. Um, they could get two, maybe three firsts out of that first round pick with Caleb Williams waiting in the wings. Caleb I mean, Williams, they have, Drake May, something like that. They, yeah. they have options. Michael Penix, they have options for real. They could trade that first, trade down into the top five and have two firsts and take two receivers. All of a sudden, you have one of the the youngest, most talented receiving cores in the league. So, I mean, they, they have options. I would not give up on fields yet. But in regards to this game specifically, I don't think that the Bears are going to beat the Packers. I don't think that the Packers are anything spectacular necessarily. But I do think that they're better than the Bears at this point. But that's not to say the game won't be hard. Like I said about the AFC South, those division games are always brutal, regardless of how good you are. Same thing here. Honestly, probably more so with this division than the South. Every game is brutal. Okay. Hear me out, though. What is the ma- what does management do if they not only lose, but Justin Fields looks awful? Like, he just comes up and has a terrible game. And that's how I the think, season ends. I think if he comes out and he looks terrible, I think they trade down, spend one pick on a really good position player, and then use a late first, their second late first, and take a quarterback. Take like a Bo Nix or something like that. I see nothing wrong with taking a QB and just sitting them. It's not a threat to your QB. If your quarterback feels like if it's that big a deal for you to draft someone and that it makes them feel threatened, then they shouldn't be in the NFL. Like the whole point but of like, the NFL is to It is a compete. threat though. It's it, not it a- is it is a threat though. You're telling me that if the Bears go out and take Caleb Williams, that that's not a threat to Justin okay. Fields. That is one hundred percent a threat threat or just like look honest business here here's what i think like what is it what i know that in history for example like brett Favre got all mad when they drafted rogers but they still sat uh rogers for a while i don't think it's this thing where the bears by not play or by drafting someone are saying hey we we aren't sold on you or you don't have to do it like that you can just I think it's okay to have a quarterback sit back, watch, and learn. You know, you can do a lot with that. And now the Packers are benefiting from doing that. And that's crazy to me. Does it, But, I mean, I do see what I will you mean. Say, though, but I don't know. The Packers are the only team that has been able to successfully do that. I, oh. I personally cannot think of any major teams that have had three successes like that in a row. I just, I, when the Colts took Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning was gone. Everyone knew it. 
he was injured. That that was a threat. I mean, you don't you don't take a quarterback with the first pick to sit them. You just you don't. A, a guy at the first round in the first round at the first pick is starter worthy. That's why he's the first pick. If I'm the it Bears and I take Caleb, it that way though. But like, it is now. now. It is. That's that's the reality now. If the Bears take Caleb Williams and sit him for two years behind Justin Fields, they're going to have a riot at Soldier Field. Why? Because, because like, Caleb Williams is is arguably better than Fields. I don't think that they should give up on Fields. I like Fields. I don't. But think you don't. You don't. You don't take a guy first overall to not start them. If you're taking a guy first overall and you're not going to start him, he doesn't deserve to go first overall. Or, I mean, look at it this way. If you're not, let's say Fields does come out and just has an awful game. Which would just be sad. It would be sad. Like, let's just say he reverts back to early season Fields where he looks terrible. It, I mean, is it really that bad of an idea to take a Caleb Williams, to take a Drake May, and just see which one's better? Like, I mean, you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity at this point. And it's, and yeah, maybe because of the last game, let's say, you know, you lost 38 to 20 against the Packers in the first week. Now you do look like a different team now. So, you know, but it is going to be in Lambeau. But, you know, is there, is there truly anything wrong with a team just taking Caleb Williams? Maybe it looks bad. Maybe it looks offensive. Maybe, maybe it does. But if if Justin Fields comes out and just has like a stinker, is it something you at least think about? You're like, I can take these guys and just have them both try out, see which one's better, and then go from there. You know, at least you'll have two quarterbacks at that point, and then you can trade one, keep the other. It sounds more like a win for the Bears. It kind of sucks for Fields or even maybe Caleb Williams. But, I mean... Isn't the whole point competing? I don't know. I'm just saying for the Bears to be good, to further give them a better chance at being good long-term, is it worth trying? That's what I mean by it. Like, even if it does come across as threatening, um, which maybe it does. Maybe I can see where it does. But it worked out for the Packers, for... (laughs) for Rodgers and it's working out again for the Packers and like you said the Packers just seem to be the only team that can apparently do it do that everyone else is is dumb and doesn't know how to get QBs apparently but or I mean even look at the 49ers the 49ers have went through had how many guys on the roster before they've found their guy now like they weren't they weren't shy about you know getting rid of Trey Lance they were like look He's not it for us. We don't care. We've spent a number four overall pick. It was a mistake. At least that's to me what it shows is they thought it was a mistake. And now they've got Brock. So I just kind of look at it as a chance to prolong your success have a better chance at getting a good QB. But you also could get it wrong. I mean, it's all a gamble. But the thing is, you're not going to take a QB first overall to trade him. You're, You're just not. No one does that. And I mean, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, if there have been other teams like the Packers that have managed to do that, which there very well may have, I just can't currently recall any off the top of my head that have done anything as specific as the Packers have. But I mean, I can see your argument if you take a guy not in the top five. Like if they trade the first pick, they trade down to five 
they take a position player at five, they get an extra first, and they draft at like 20. They, t- they take a quarterback and they sit him and they let them like duke it out. Sure, I can get that. But if you're going to spend your most important piece of draft capital that only rolls around so many times per decade, you can be, that's just, that is redundant. Like, wh- why put all your chips in to not even start him? Like, at that point, you might as well just start someone that is actually, or pick someone that's actually going to start. Well, what about the Niners with Trey Lance? They picked him. They didn't start him. They barely played him. They did try to play him, and then he got injured. So what? Well, what wasn't he originally about? picked to take over for Jimmy Garoppolo eventually, though, and he just didn't pan out? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, he got yeah. replaced by a seventh round rookie. Like the probability of that happening is so low that like that is more improbable than it's what the Packers happened. have done. Yeah, it's it's never happened. So I don't really know if you can use that as a litmus test for this particular argument, just because no one expected him to be anything. I mean, he was the last pick in the draft. I mean, no one even knew who he was except fans of the team he played for in college. But outside of that, no one knew who he was. I didn't recognize his name when he was drafted. And I'm pretty well up on prospects and things like that. But, like, no one knew. So, I mean, I, I just, if you want to take a quarterback, you're unsure about fields. If you're unsure about whether you want to start the quarterback, I would trade down. Trade down, get more picks, take a position player for fields in the top five, test him out, see how he does. If he does bad, you have a guy sitting in the wings that you picked between picks 20 and 32 that you can test out. And if it doesn't work, you'll be bad again anyway, and you can take a quarterback at the top of the next year's draft. But I just, I'm the kind of person that I just wouldn't spend the most important piece of draft capital I'm ever going to get on a guy just to sit him. Like, if I'm going to take you at one, you're going to start. If I'm going to take you at one, you're going to be the face of my franchise. You're not going to sit on the bench for me. Yeah. I, I agree. I can def well, I can definitely see that. So guys And I can see yeah. see you as well for sure. I mean, there's definitely an argument if you use the Packers as the litmus test, because somehow it's worked out for them. I it don't has. know how, but yeah, somehow mean, it has. You would just think that if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah. You know? I think it's a scary thing and yeah, it can also rub people the wrong way. It's definitely Imagine being Caleb Williams. Yeah. Not playing your first year. <laughs> You probably asked for a trade. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's it's more of a business move than anything. Yeah. It's more of it, – it is cold in a way. But, it is. you know, that – like, to win, they sometimes there are cold moves that have, that have to be made. I'm not saying that it's right. Just mean that this is what the Bears could do, and they have the opportunity to do it now. But – they Unless you're the 49ers won't. and you just get the last guy in the draft and he happens exactly. to be They're an MVP like, candidate for two thirds of the season, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. But anyways, guys, please. That's let what us the know Panthers what need to do. Yes. They need to take a Brock Purdy, just emerge from the ashes, trade everything for him. That's what our owner would do. Trade every pick for the last pick in the draft and take a quarterback. <laughs> But let us know what you guys think about this debate. Should the Bears stick with Fields or should they go get a new guy? Because the Bears fans apparently want him, but that's probably not all of them. Let's be real. Um, probably not. Probably not. 
But anyways, guys, I think that's pretty much it for what we want to talk about today. Um, Chelsea, you want to go ahead and lead us out of here? Yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Tune back in next week for more content. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at LaunchCodesFB and on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at LaunchCodesFootball. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Chris. And we will see you next week. Bye. See ya.